Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. I'll be reading today for days 726 through 728 of my daily Zohar reading. This corresponds to part two of the Zohar, pages 149a through 150a. I'll be reading it only in English today uh, due to time constraints. Uh, hopefully soon I'll be able to come back to the Aramaic, uh, probably later this week. Um, this is also page 365 of the Britsker edition Zohar translated by Professor Daniel Matt. I'm starting about half a sentence before the end of 148b where I left off in my last reading, where it says, Rabbi Yehuda said, Rabbi Yehuda said, if it were completely hidden, the world would not exist for even one moment. Rather, it was hidden and sown like a seed that generates offspring and fruit, and by which the world is sustained. There is not a day without something emerging from it into the world and sustaining all. And by this, the Blessed Holy One feeds the world. And everywhere that Torah is studied at night, one ray issues from that hidden light and is drawn upon those absorbed in her, as is written, By day Yudhe ordains his love, and in the night his song is with me. Psalm 42.9, as we have established. Footnote 495, if, if it were completely hidden, the primordial light animates the world, so it cannot be entirely hidden. Rather, it is sown away and daily emanates enough to sustain all life. Anyone studying Torah at night receives an additional ray. Back to the text. On the day that the, the dwelling was made, what is written, Moses could not come into the tent of meeting, for the cloud had settled upon it. Exodus 40.35. What is the cloud? It was one from the side of primordial light, issuing in the joy of the bride as she entered the dwelling below. Since the first day it has not been revealed, but it certainly does perform in the world, renewing every day the act of creation. Footnote 496, Moses could not enter the tent because the primordial light appeared there in a cloud in celebration of the wedding of Shechina. Since the very first day, this light has never been fully revealed, but it performs a vital function of renewal, as echoed in the morning liturgy, Lord of Wonders, who renews in his goodness every day, continually, the act of creation. See Shimon Lavi Ketampaz 1124c, quote, With the appearance of the light, the universe expanded. With its concealment, all that exists, all that exists were created according to their species. This is the secret of the act of creation. One who understands will understand. Back to the text. Blue, Exodus 25.4. Rabbi Yitzchak was delving into Torah, and with him were Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Chizkiah. Rabbi Yitzchak said, We have seen that the making of the dwelling corresponds to the making of heaven and earth, yet the companions have adduced so little by their hints that no one can get a mouthful or reach his hand into his mouth and swallow. Rabbi Yossi said, These matters take them up to the holy lamp, for he prepares sweet dishes as prepared by the holy ancient one, concealed of all concealed, and he prepares dishes that leave no room for another to come and throw in salt. Further, one can eat and drink and fill his belly from all the delights of the world and still have some left over. In him is fulfilled, he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of Yudhe Vavhe, 2 Kings 4.44.
He opened, saying, And Yudhe gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. 1 Kings 5.26 This verse has been discussed in various places, but Va Yudhe and Yudhe concord above as one, he and his court. Footnote 500 The apparently superfluous and implies that the divine court concurred with Yudhe in granting wisdom to Solomon. Back to the text, gave wisdom like someone giving a present or gift to a beloved friend, as he had promised him perfection of wisdom and wealth, peace and dominion, as is written, as he had promised him. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon. Why? Because they knew between themselves the, secret, the secrecy of words that they uttered, which other people could not contemplate or comprehend at all. Consequently, Hiram acknowledged all that Solomon said. King Solomon reflected and saw that even in that generation more perfect than all generations, it was not the will of the supernal king that so much wisdom be revealed by him. Torah, originally sealed, was revealed. He opened doors. Yet even though he opened, they are closed except for the wise who are worthy and stammer in them, unable to open their mouths. As for this generation... In which Rabbi Shimon dwells, it is the wish of the Blessed Holy One for the sake of Rabbi Shimon that concealed matters should be revealed by him. But I am astounded by scholars of the generation. How can they abandon for even one moment studying Torah while Rabbi Shimon exists in the world? Nevertheless, in this generation, wisdom will not be forgotten from the world. Woe when he departs, and the wise diminish, and wisdom is forgotten from the world. Rabbi Yitzchak said, Certainly so, for one day I was walking with him on the way, and he opened his mouth with Torah, and I saw a column of cloud inserted from above to below, and a radiance glowing within the column. I was terribly frightened, and I said, Happy is the person to whom such things happen in this world. What is written of Moses? All the people would see the column of clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, and all the people would rise and bow down, each at the entrance of his tent. Exodus 33.10 This was fitting for Moses, faithful prophet, supreme over all inhabitants of the world, and for that generation who received the Torah at Mount Sinai, and so saw so many miracles and mighty acts in Egypt and at the sea. But here in this generation, the supreme merit of Rabbi Shimon causes miracles to be manifested through him. That's the end of page 149b, now, or 149a, now I'm going to on to 149b. Blue, Exodus 25.4, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Blue is from that fish of the sea of Ginnasar, which is in the share of Zebulun. This color was needed for the making of the dwelling so that this color could be manifested Footnote 507, the blue yarn woven into the dwelling symbolizes Shekhinah who abides there. Back to the text, he opened, saying, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide water from water. Genesis 1.6 This firmament was created on the second day, for this act is from the left side, and on the second day, which is the left side, hell was created, issuing from smelting of fire of the left. On that day emerged the color blue, which is the throne of judgment. 
Footnote 508, the second day of creation symbolizes the second of the seven lower sefirot, gvurah, din, judgment on the left. The quality of judgment conflicts with chesed, and this division is reflected by the creation of a firmament on the second day, dividing the upper waters from the lower waters. Hell, an extreme manifestation of harsh judgment, also emerges on the second day. It is pictured as the dross of the fiery left side. Back to the text. This day took water deriving from the right side, and that water from the right side was revealed only on the second day. On its own day, water was not revealed. Rather, it was exchanged, for one was comprised in the other and one perfumed with the other. The light of the first day is the first radiance of all six lights. This light was on the side of fire, as is written. The light of fire will be fire, Isaiah 10.17, and that light of Israel was from the right side, yet comprised within fire. The first of those six days is water, but it did not perform the action of water, rather the action of light, which is from the side of fire, which is the second day, to demonstrate that the Blessed Holy One created the world upon peace, and all followed the way of peace. Whatever the first day did, it did on the side of its companion. The second day, on the side of the first day, fashioned the artistry and performed, for each one performed the act of its companion to show that they had intermingled. The third day was on the side of both of them and imbued with purple. Consequently, it is written that it was good, that it was good, Genesis 1, 10, 12, concerning the third day. Footnote 511, symbolizing Tiferet, also known as compassion, who balances and harmonizes the polar opposites, chesed, love, and din, judgment, his color, purple, which appeared in the dwelling, is appropriately a blend. In the account of creation, the statement, saw, God saw that it was good, or a variant, is included in the description of the six days, except for the second, the day on which the waters were divided and hell was created. On the third day, this statement appears twice, emphasizing the goodness of reconciliation between right and left. Sibri Shit Rabbah 4 6. Why is that it was good not written concerning the second day? Rabbi Yochanan said, because on that day hell was created. Rabbi Chinin said, because on that day conflict was created and let it divide water from water. Rabbi Shmuel, son of Nachman, said, because the work of the water was not completed, therefore that it was good is not is written twice on the third day, for, once for the work of the water and once for the work of the third day. Back to the text. This blue on the second day was tinged with other colors, red and black. Blue, Exodus 25, 4, red comes to it from the... Red comes to it from the second day itself, corresponding to the color of fire, and this is Elohim. It inherits the color gold, for all is one color. Blue emerges from that color red. When it descends, the red plunges deep into the place that is the sea and is dyed blue. That red enters the sea, and its hue is diluted and turns blue, and this is Elohim, though not as harsh as the first one. Black, this color emerges from the smelting of red, which it is when it is weakened and melted below through the smelting of filth. It descends below, and from that filth issues a red from intense filth, and out of intense filth it turns into black, all smelted from that primordial red. All this was created on the second, and this is called other gods. This black is so dark that its color cannot 
be seen from within the darkness. The holy lamp said as follows, This dark black color, where was it imbued? Well, when that red was smelted within blue and colors intermingled, the smelting of filth melted into the depths out of which formed mire and mud. As is said, its waters cast up mire and mud. Isaiah 57.20 From that clay of the depths emerged the darkness that is black, and not black but utterly dark, as is written, and darkness over the face of the deep. Genesis 1-2. Why is it called darkness? Because its color is dark, and it darkens the face of creatures. This is red and black, therefore, and therefore of the second day it is not written that it was good. Now you might say, but it is written, look, it was very good. Genesis one thirty one. This is the angel of death. Yet here you say that on account of him it is not said that it was good. Well, here is mystery of mysteries, for surely the angel of death is very good. Why so? Because all inhabitants of the world know that they will die and return to dust, and there are many who turn back to their Lord due to this fear and fear to sin before him. Many fear the king because the lash dangles in front of them. How good is that lash for people, making them fine and true, fittingly improved in their ways? Therefore, look, it was very good, very indeed. End of page 149b. Now we're beginning 150a. Mystery of mysteries that I learned from the holy lamp. Look, it was good. This is the angel of life. Very, this is the angel of death, who is more. Why? Well, when the blessed holy one created the world, all was prepared before the arrival of Adam, who was king of this world. When Adam was created, he fashioned him perfectly for the true way. As is written, God made ha Adam, the human being, upright. But they have sought many schemes, Ecclesiastes 7.29. He made him upright, but afterward he degenerated and was banished from the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is on earth, planted among those plants that the Blessed Holy One planted, as is said, Yudhevavhe Elohim planted a garden of Eden to the east, sorry, a garden in Eden to the east, Genesis 2.8. He planted it with the complete name corresponding to the sublime, sublime pattern above and all supernal images are embroidered and formed in this garden of Eden below. There stand the cherubim, not carved by human carving in gold or other another material, but rather all lights of above carved and formed in embroidered form artistry of the complete name of the Blessed Holy One. All are engraved there, all images and forms of this world are all formed there, carved and engraved there, all corresponding to this world. This place is the abode of holy spirits, whether those who have come to this world or those who have not come to this world, and those about to come to this world. All those spirits are clothed in garments and bodies and faces similar to this world, and there they gaze upon the radiant glory of their Lord until they come to this world. When they emerge from there... To come to this world, those spirits strip themselves of that body and garment and clothe themselves in a body and garment of this world. They make their home in this world in the garment of this body, which is from a putrid drop. When his time comes to go and depart from this world, he does not depart until the angel of death strips him of the garment of this body. Once that spirit has been stripped of that body by the hand of the angel of death, he goes and clothes himself in that other body in the Garden of Eden. The spirit has no joy except in that body there, and he rejoices over being stripped of the body of this world and being clothed in another perfect garment similar to this world. In it he dwells and moves and contemplates to know supernal mysteries which he could not know or contemplate in this world, in this body. 
when the soul clothes herself in the garment of that world, how great her bliss, how many her delights there. Who caused this body to be donned by the Spirit? You must admit, the one who stripped it of these garments. The Blessed Holy One renders kindness to creatures and does not strip a person of these garments until he has prepared for him other garments, finer and more precious than these. Except for the wicked of the world, who have not returned to their Lord in complete repentance, for naked they came into this world, and naked they will return there. Such a soul moves in shame among the others, since she has no garments at all, and she is punished in earthly hell by the fire above. <clears throat> Some of them squeal and rise. Who are they? The wicked who intended tshuva in their hearts, but died without being able to do it. These are punished there in hell, and afterward twitter and rise. See how great is the compassion of the Blessed Holy One for his creatures, for even if he is con extremely wicked and contemplates tshuva but cannot do it and dies, he surely receives punishment for having left without tshuva, but afterward that desire he felt to perform tshuva does not depart from the presence of the Supernal King, and the Blessed Holy One prepares a place for that wicked one in the abode of Sheol, and there he chirps tshuva. For that desire descends from before the Blessed Holy One and breaks all the beams of the gates of the divisions of hell and reaches the place where that wicked one lies. It knocks him, arousing in him that desire as before, and then that soul twitters and rises from the abode of Sheol. Footnote 525, if a wicked person contemplated tshuva in his lifetime but never enacted it, he is stimulated to enact tshuva in hell and thereby gain redemption. That's it for today's reading. Take care.